And now with aviation news from the only country that can call itself a continent, here's Steve Vischer with the Australia News Desk. Dateline Melbourne, June 14th, 2009. G'day folks, I'm Steve Fisher at the Australia Desk and with me is Grant. G'day Grant. Hey Steve, how you doing mate? We're very good here and we've uh, survived another weekend and uh, we've got a number of stories here this week that we found interesting, so uh, let's get stuck into it. Sounds good to me. Okay, this first story appeared in the uh, Brisbane Courier-Mail and various other news.com.au publications this week, probably the biggest story in Australia this week, and it involves a Jetstar Airlines A330-200 Airbus, which experienced a cockpit fire, and the article reads, a Jetstar flight from Japan to the Gold Coast has made an emergency landing in Guam after a cockpit window caught fire. All passengers and crew were safe and nobody was injured. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau has launched an investigation and they sent a team off to Guam. The ATSB said in a statement, the aircraft was an A330-200 Airbus, flight JQ-20, which left Kansai International Airport just before 11pm local time and was carrying 186 adult passengers, four infants, 13 crew, which included four pilots. It's the same aircraft, obviously, as the Air France plane, same type of aircraft that was involved in the crash over the Atlantic last week. Jetstar said there was only a small number of Australians on board. The aircraft was carrying mainly Japanese. Nationals. The airline said almost four hours into the flight, smoke was seen in the cockpit and moments later the right-hand cockpit window caught fire. Jetstar spokeswoman said there was smoke in the cockpit and small flames were seen on the right-hand window. The pilots quickly extinguished the fire, which didn't extend to any other part of the cabin area. The aircraft diverted to Guam without incident and landed at 2.20am Australian Eastern Standard Time. Passengers were put up in local hotels in Guam and they'll be flown to Australia on another Jetstar aircraft the following morning. Aircraft engineers in Guam are currently inspecting the aircraft and the only other part there was the the only other comment that was made by Jetstar, apart from doing all the usual PR spin, was the fact that the aircraft was only two years old and will be uh, having an extended stay in Guam until, obviously, they can find the cause of the fire. Yeah, that's going to hurt them a little, leaving that aircraft sitting over there, not earning any money for them. Yes, not only that, Jetstar, but uh, we were talking last week about Jetstar, obviously, is part of the Qantas group, and they have been facing some increased scrutiny the last few years with regard to their maintenance practices, and, yeah, that's uh, not going to look so good for the Qantas group. Uh, but as was pointed out recently, the in an Another, another source, that part of the aircraft hadn't been touched or main, modified. It was original material as per installation. So there's no claims that it was uh, dodgy maintenance overseas, which is quite often a claim you hear over here because Qantas has done a lot of outsourcing of their maintenance. Mm. And as soon as anything goes wrong, the general cry goes around, oh, the dodgy overseas people. Yes, uh, and Qantas is always very quick to point out these days when they have an incident that the aircraft was in fact not serviced anywhere else but here in Australia. And uh, the other comment that I made in a uh, Twitter post it's probably the same as many other people's thoughts is it's obviously not good news for Airbus Industries Grant. No, it's been a pretty bad week all round for Airbus. There's been a few other incidents and uh, the development further of the Air France crash. Uh, a lot of postings, I'll send them as a separate email actually, a lot of comments and postings and focusing on pedo systems and ADIRUs and so on. But that could be a good segue into Qantas. Yes, we'll head off into Qantas. Yeah, mate, it's been a big week in the news for Qantas. Qantas CEO Alan Joyce has confirmed that there are no plans to merge with any other airlines. He and British Airways CEO Willie Walsh have confirmed the merger with British Airways is dead, gone, kaput. They're not looking at that anymore. Joyce says Qantas is focusing on its core business and getting through the economic crisis. They're also dealing with the impact of swine flu, which has mostly impacted Jetstar, leading to the cancellation of about 30% of their scheduled flights on Japanese routes. Qantas are also delaying take-up of their new aircraft, including four A380s by 12 months, 
and 12 737s by 14 months, which has saved up to $1 billion in capital expenditure in the next financial year. That's a lot of money. They're also reported to be in negotiations with Boeing to delay delivery of their 787s. Qantas are also uh, jettisoning their plans to float their engineering, pilot training, freight and frequent flyer units. They had been discussing some time back about spinning them off as separate individual units back when things were going really well. Well, surprise, surprise, those plans are all on hold indefinitely or totally cancelled. This has also meant they've cancelled the joint venture with Malaysian Engineering and they're also moving A330 maintenance back from the Philippines to Australia. So that, of course, has made the local uh, maintenance unions very happy. Uh, Alan Joyce also stated they have the utmost confidence in the A330 despite both the Jetstar incident and the the Air France crash. This in addition to their own A330 ADIRU hassles that I uh, commented on in the previous podcast that happened to them late last year. Joyce pointed out that uh, Qantas are using PITO systems from a different manufacturer so they don't have to replace them as Air France and other airlines are racing to do at the moment. Of course all of this is occurring under the shadow of AirAsia X seeking to commence flights to Sydney in addition to their current flights into Perth, Melbourne and the Gold Coast. So, uh, yeah, Qantas has been in a bit of a hassle in the last week. They're having a lot of fun dealing with the economic crisis, the swine flu and so on. A big impact that they're having is the fact that they've seen a massive downturn in their premium class, first class and so on. In fact, they're actually talking about putting some aircraft out there without any first class section at all because it's so empty and just focusing purely on business and standard economy and maybe premium economy. Yes, well, of course, we love Qantas down here in Australia because uh, without them, there would be no Australia desk report. Yeah, it's a big part of it, isn't it? (laughs) It certainly is. And this next story uh, appeared in the Age newspaper on June the 10th and uh, regards a... uh crash landing of a helicopter up on the Gold Coast up in Queensland. And this is a helicopter crash landed in the Dreamworld theme park car park after losing power while coming into land. The aircraft is a Bell 206 Jet Ranger with four tourists on board. Crashed at around 3.55pm. All concerned were taken to local hospitals with minor injuries. It's believed the helicopter was in the final stages of landing when it lost power and crashed to the ground and toppled onto its side. The police superintendent praised the pilot for his quick thinking uh, landing in the car park which looking at the uh, pictures there Grant on the YouTube report was empty. Yeah. Yeah, he chose well. He, he picked a, the police were saying he did a very good job steering away from packed areas of the car park and so on and getting into a, uh, a relatively empty section. That'll be one uh, jet ranger that certainly won't be doing any more joy flights around the Gold Coast. Uh, no total write-off on that one. Okay, and uh, there's no uh, Virgin Blue stories to talk about this week. Uh, Grant, uh, got anything else here? Yeah, there actually is another piece here for you, Steve. Um, in fact, I think you're going to enjoy this one, mate. I've also been reading the Age newspaper online, and I found a uh, rather choice piece that uh, segues quite nicely after your comments last week. Uh, mm. After some informed, destructive comments from the Australia desk last week, Tiger Airlines is reported to have started taking complaints seriously. Uh, yes, according to an article in the Age newspaper, earlier this year, Tiger Airlines was voted the worst domestic airline in Australia for customer service by Choice Magazine. This and by this reporter. Indeed. I was just going to say this, this position is wholeheartedly supported by yourself uh, and, in fact, many others of us. Uh, I personally have not flown on Tiger Airways, but I know some who have. And as I was talking in an email a long time ago, race to the bottom. Anyhow... Tiger is embarking on a campaign to repair its damaged reputation after frequently annoying customers with ancillary charges, poor customer service, and frequent claims of being uncontactable in the event of a flight change or cancellation. You know that one quite well, don't you, Steve? I know all about that, and uh, on the off chance there is anybody from Tiger Airways listening, I look forward to your reply to my complaint call, which I made back in November. 
And that'd be good. I mean, in all seriousness, despite my negative experience with them, it's in everybody's interest that they do uh, clean up their act and pick their game up a bit. It's, it's obviously good for consumers. The more airlines we have flying in this country, the better off it's going to be for consumers. So uh, I look forward to them uh, doing better than they have in the past. Indeed. Come on, Tiger. The only way is up. The only way is up. And that's about everything from the Australia desk this week. We'll hand it back to the guys. I'm Steve Bisher. And I'm Grant McCarran. We'll talk to you all again next week. Bye-bye. And we thank uh, Steve and Grant for putting that together, as always, uh, each week. It's uh, great to hear what's going on from the Australia desk. Now, uh, Dan, it turns out these guys have another project they're working on, which is with a guy that runs a uh, 737 simulator. And Uh they've got uh, an interview that they're putting together uh, about that simulator. And they had hoped to have it ready for us, uh, but it's, uh, you know, still in production. So they did send along a very short uh, one-minute kind of teaser for that and uh, like to play that now. Sounds good. The Airplane Geeks Australia desk recently had the fortune to spend a little time in a 737 flight simulator. Flight experience 556 is lined up and ready runway 27. Flight experience uh, 556 cleared for takeoff. Clear for takeoff, flight experience 556. Good, and now you can activate the auto throttles when you're ready. Auto throttle, set thrust. Good. V1. Rotate. Rotate. So, what we're doing here is we've just done a takeoff from uh, Melbourne and we're just going to do a circuit here and a landing. Okay, what's your typical customer profile? Oh, that's a tough question. I mean, you can have, you know, in one day you can have a 12-year-old kid to a 90-year-old man who hasn't flown a, pl- a plane or a tiger moth, as they'll say, um, in, you know, in 65 years, and they come in here and fly this. So it's a yeah. dream come true for them. Um, my background in aviation is I began flying when I was 16. Well, it was a uh, second time around for me, and uh, every bit as enjoyable as the first time. A real experience and uh, something I'd recommend to anybody. Well, there you go. That's a bit of fun from a simulator here in Melbourne, Australia. This is Grant McCarran from the Australia Desk. And I'm Steve Fisher, also of the Australia Desk. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Okay, thanks again to the guys for that. We're looking forward to the, the, the full interview, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll have that, uh, have that soon. Simulators are a fascinating subject. I don't know if you've ever been in a simulator, Dan. Nope, uh, I'm stuck with Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, sometimes I that's for- as close as it gets.